0: So there was this uh, article in the New York Times about 15 years ago. It was kind of interesting, I didn't even, I didn't even read it uh, when it came out, but maybe a couple of weeks after it was in the paper, a couple of different people sent me copies of it. Um, this article got a pretty big response at the time. The title of it was uh, Kids Gone Wild. Kids Gone Wild, and it uh, maybe the first half of the article cites this whole bunch of uh, surveys that were, were taken, poll surveys, really, different groups of people, different parts of the country, and they really came to this conclusion that kids have become increasingly difficult to deal with, teachers, coaches, school counselors, they're all kind of saying like, yeah, that's been their experience. Kids are just more rude now than they used to be. Not, not the kids up here, definitely not these guys and you guys out there, kids, no, it doesn't apply, I don't think us. But anyway, this thing, and it was 15 years ago, but they were saying, yeah, like kids have just become more tough, more difficult to deal with. They said that 90% of the people who were surveyed said that kids were less respectful toward adults than they used to be. There was less of a sense of respect, less sense of fear. Teachers had a lot to say about this stuff as well. One survey said that uh, one in three teachers admitted that they had seriously considered leaving their profession because student behavior was becoming just more and more intolerable. Eight in ten teachers said that in the course of uh, being with kids and at times having to reprimand them or discipline them, punish them in some way, eight in ten said that the kid or a kid kind of subtly suggested that if they got them in trouble, they might be sued by their parents. And half of the teachers, when hearing that, kind of said to themselves, all right, forget it. This isn't really worth the fight. So they gave up, they backed off, which is terrible, right? Talk about a, a runaway train, how bad that would be. if like kids are calling the shots and they know it. Um, coaches, They were surveyed and they kind of said the same thing, not quite as radically as the teachers, but coaches kind of said that too. It's just tougher to coach kids today than it used to be. So according to this article and this group of surveys, not really good news about our kids. Now, like I said, that was 15 years ago. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not to begin with, Maybe it's gotten better in 15 years. Maybe it's gotten worse. Maybe the starting point we don't even agree with. I mean, I was thinking like, I've been working with kids on and off for like 30 years. And I don't know, I, I don't know if I see a big difference particularly. I, I see technology. I can see issues there. Kids are just too addicted. They're addicted to technology and you can see some of the negative effects of that. But I don't know, big picture, I'm not so sure. There's a a huge difference. The most interesting part of this article came from um, the experts. A lot of uh, school counselors and psychologists, therapists, they were were interviewed to kind of make sense of the results of these surveys. The conclusion, really, among them, too, was that Behavior has changed. Talk to teachers and they'll say overwhelmingly, it's changed. Like they're not making it up, the teachers. But this was sort of the, uh, the nuance to the argument. The experts, the psychologists said there has been a change but the change is kind of a symptom of something else, a bigger change. Parenting has changed, the way we raise our kids in the last 50 years has changed. And that's why bad behavior has increased, according to the experts. And they said that, yeah, because today it's become all about, or mostly about, competition. Raising our kids to be competitive, to succeed, to do well in the classroom, to do well on the field, or on the course. Grades and sports, they're the most important thing to most parents today, and that was something that wasn't quite the case years ago. Not that school and sports was unimportant, but other things were more. And that's where this sort of breakdown has happened. This is what one psychologist said, parents who teach their kids to succeed more than anything else, they teach them to value and prioritize achievement above everything else, even morality, even how we treat people. Well, if that's true, that's not a good thing, right? Getting a good grade is more important than how we treat a person. Winning a game is more important than telling the truth. I mean, that's scary if that's sort of what's happening, even in kind of a subtle way. I mean, look at, you hear stories a lot, they're saying we we, we can't get umpires anymore. It's so tough to get umpires and refs for Little League games because parents have gone crazy. Because, you know, they're just screaming and cursing at and harassing umpires from the bleachers. And, and they're like, I don't need this. I'm not getting paid enough to put up with this. And it's like, it's little league, like they're nine years old, are you crazy? How could you be taking this so seriously? And how could you be behaving that way and allowing your kid to see it? Well, if my kid getting a base hit in this moment is really the most important thing in this moment, well, then then maybe I will go a little nuts if I get a bad call, if he's called out when I think he was safe. Maybe I will lose my mind a little bit if that's the most important thing, winning in this moment, succeeding in the now. Here's another psychologist. We've become insane about achievement. Schoolwork is up 50% since the 1980s. We're so obsessed with our kids getting into the right school, getting the right grades, that we've let a lot of things slide. Kids don't do chores at home anymore because there just isn't any time left in the day. And then there's a part of this article where it talks about the old days. And one of the points that was made there a couple of times was like, in the old days, Rude behavior on the part of a kid toward an adult used to be dealt with, like right away, it wasn't tolerated, it wasn't put up with. That's kind of flipped. Talk to teachers, they say, yeah, parents fight with their teachers all the time, defending their kid. Like, kind of no matter what, defending their kid. In some cases, like, lying for their kid. Defending them where their kid went. It's like, you weren't even there. How could you possibly? I saw this happen. It's obvious they were cheating. I saw them misbehaving. Like, what do you think, I'm making it up? You think I'm, I'm blind? And teachers just sort of, like, in the old days, the authority figure, the adult was given the benefit of the doubt. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, my 14-year-old acted like an idiot, shouldn't have spoke that way to you, and I'm sorry. But you don't get that today nearly as much. And that's really scary because of the, the messages, the lessons we're teaching our kids when, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend you no matter what is the way we operate. Listen to this, most parents would like their their children to be polite, considerate, and well-behaved, of course. But they're too tired, worn down by work, and personally needy to take up the task of teaching them proper behavior at home. We use kids, we use our kids like Prozac. People don't feel good about their own lives. Maybe it's their job, maybe it's their spouse, even themselves. But their kids are the bright spot in their day. They don't want to feel bad. They don't want to hear bad about them. They don't want to hurt their feelings. Being the villains in the eyes of the children costs too much. So make the teacher, or the coach, or the neighbor the villain. What gets thrown out the window Is limits it's a lot easier to pick pick their towel off the floor than to get them away from their PlayStation to do it so we don't fight those battles so one more time like why the change for the moment let's say those surveys are some truth to them why has behavior changed remember Remember this from history, class, science, maybe? Uh, remember Copernicus? He was, uh, I don't remember much, a whole lot about him, but this much, I, I guess I remember. He was a, an astronomer. I think he was uh, the 15th century. <clears throat> he was a priest, I think. And uh, he was the first one to say that the sun is the center of the solar system. We used to not think that. The belief was the earth was the center of the solar system. Everything revolved around us. And he said, no, we got it wrong. We're not the center. The sun is the center. And he was ridiculed for it for a long time. Eventually he was exonerated and, and Galileo as well. But when he was saying it, it wasn't well received. This whole idea of what's the center, who's the center of the universe. And I don't mean literally uh, solar system, science stuff. I mean like in our lives. Who's the center of our lives? Our solar system. If we're wrong about that, who or whomever or whatever we've made the center, if that's not really truly the center, then we're gonna be wrong about a lot of stuff we're gonna be wrong kind of about everything. because our starting point isn't correct. If I see my kid as the center of my solar system, then I adjust everything to him or her. And that's why teachers have had it. Truth is the center, not your kid. Truth is the center not our kids. John the Baptist said exactly that. We hear a lot from him during Advent. He said, there is a truth. And by the way, he said, it's not me. People were thinking he was the truth. People were thinking he was the Messiah. John the Baptist was a rock star. He was an enormously talented guy. Crowds were gathering around him. The gospel tonight, the church people sent messengers, go to him and find out, are you the one? Ask him if you're the one, or are you Elijah, or are you a prophet? They thought he was the Messiah. The one that they were all waiting for, that they built their whole faith on, they were thinking, this is him. That's how impressive this guy was. Super charismatic, huge crowds of people, really challenging and people still were willing to hear it. Fearless, stood up to Herod and told Herod that he was acting gross in the way in his personal life, called him out, he was fearless. Jesus, Jesus said this about John the Baptist. I tell you, among those born of woman, there is nobody greater, nobody better than John the Baptist, says Jesus. And John the Baptist never took the spotlight off of Jesus people kept putting the spotlight on John because he just had so much going for him and he was always saying no it's not me it's Jesus make him the center of your solar system and if you do that and when you do that life will be good because our starting point will be the truth you know Thinking of, speaking of surveys, hey, if I got, I was thinking about this yesterday, if I got like 50 pastors, priests, and I put them together in a room, and I asked them this I, one question, if I said to them, hey, are any of you guys ever tempted to get rid of CYO in your parishes? I think tempted, I think every hand might raise. Now, if I then said to them, how many of you really would get rid of CYO? Uh, Probably none would. Maybe, maybe one or two. But tempted, probably everybody. Because we've kind of had it too, like the teachers. Not so much with the kids, but with a lot of coaches who think that basketball is the center of the solar system. And because of that, They don't understand, Father, why can't we have the gym on a Sunday morning at 9.30? Because we shouldn't be in a gym at 9.30 on a Sunday morning. We should be in church. And by the way, I don't even know who you are. I don't recognize you at all because you're never in church. But this guy is running CYO, making use of our gym. And hey, I'm not saying that's all CYO people by a long stretch. I know some incredibly honorable guys who love the sport, but know that the sport is not the center. They love coaching, but it's way more important than winning games, and they communicate that all the time. Those people are priceless, but there's less and less of them, and more and more, I think of people who have messed up this center of the universe thing. Sports has become it or their kid has become the center. There's an episode of, a um, great episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. I mean, they're all great as far as I'm concerned. It's a great show. Remember this one, Everybody Loves Raymond, it's called The Annoying Kid. And it's about, so uh, Deborah and Raymond have three kids. They have a girl and a two twin boys. The twin boys have a new friend and he's hanging out at their house. And Deborah and Raymond have become friendly with the parents of this kid. But in a, within a few minutes, you realize this kid is really kind of obnoxious. He's incredibly spoiled, incredibly entitled, uh, just a brat, a really nasty little kid. Um, the parents think he's very gifted. They keep talking about how he's gifted. So anyway, um, it starts to get on Ray's nerves and then eventually it kind of blows up because uh, these parents have to decide between the kid getting in trouble and telling the truth, and they don't. You know, they only, they only, always back their kid. Um, the kid is annoying. <gasps> the kid really is annoying, but it's not really his fault. His parents have made him, I think, because his parents have made him the center of the solar system. They've made him think he is, so he gets what he wants. He he never has to be held accountable for anything. They always. Defend him no matter what. Good luck. Like, good luck with that in the course of life. They're not always, we're not always going to be there to cover for us. It shouldn't have been called the annoying kid. It should have been called the clueless parents. Because it was more about them than it really was about the kid. It really isn't fair to blame it on the kid. You know that New York Times article? Kids gone wild. Same thing. If that's true, it's not really their fault either. Should be more something more like parents gone off the rails. Because my kids' grades are what matter most. My kids' winning is what matters most. And hey, this isn't just a, a parent, let's beat up on the parent's point. This is a lesson for everybody for all times. I think it's this whole center of the solar system thing. When we make someone or something the center other than Jesus, we go off the rails. Think about it. Think about it in the course of our lives when we've done that. We screw things up. If I make my work, my job, the center of my solar system, yeah, good luck with your kids. Good luck with your marriage. If I make uh, having to win at all cost the center of my solar system, I become the fool on the court. My friends are laughing at me because I can't lose and I become just a fool. Yeah, but that's the center of it all, winning. My need for acceptance, I gotta be included. I can never be alone. I can't deal with not being included. So I become whomever I need to in order to be accepted because that's most important to me. How sad is that? Fear. If I allow fear or anger, jealousy to be the center, I mean, we don't want those things to be the center, but sometimes we surrender, and they really are the center of (coughs) how we operate. What a disaster that is. And hey, we've all been there to varying degrees. We go off the rails. We forget who's the center and what matters most. It's Advent. In fact, it's almost over. A week from right now, it's Christmas Eve. But right now it's still Advent. It's the season of John the Baptist. He was the messenger. And what was his message? Make Jesus the center. And rediscover the rails.